Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Hello. Uh, welcome to Living Free. Um, this is on 3CR Community Radio, 855 kilohertz on your AM dial. Thanks to the Ruminations crew for another great show, highlighting issues around homelessness. Uh, my name's Bill, and for the next hour, my guests will share their journey of recovery from food addiction. Uh, I'd like to welcome Sam and Lily to the 3CR studio this afternoon. Hi. Hi, Bill. Hi. Um, as members of Food Addicts in Recovery Anonymous, they're going to share their experience with food addiction and how Food Addicts has helped them. Uh, so normally we start talking about what it's like growing up and when you first had some attraction to your addiction. Um, so, Sam, what, how did, what was your family like and when did you first realise that food had a particular attraction to you? Yeah, I, I was never an overweight child, um, but, um, you know, I had a father who was on a diet and a brother who was taken to dietitians. So I was dragged along at an early age and it was kind of frowned upon to be big so you know you got to look skinny and I think um, we never had bad food in the house or um, unhealthy food but I noticed from even the age of six how I was attracted to sugar and I liked sugar more than um, my peers because I was always thinking about the food in someone else's pantry rather than just going and playing so probably from the age of six. Okay Um, so having an overweight brother then so was it the way your family approached food or was it something else? Yeah, no, it's a good question. I think um, I realise I think I've always been a food addict. I'm just born a food addict and I think some of us just have a preposition to having that. It's innate and um, I don't believe it's any kind of upbringing because, um, you know, I have children and we have foods in the house that um, I don't restrict um, and, you know, I can see food addiction. I think there are people who talk about um, food addiction growing up. They Some people had food and some people didn't and they are food addicts. So I don't think the upbringing was anything for me. Yeah. So did your parents try to control your food? Um, yeah, I think my mum definitely. Um, I realise now that it was coming from a caring place, but at the time it felt controlling and not fair and I didn't like it. And um, yeah, she would make portion food for dinner and that was all we were given. And I remember feeling like it's not enough. I need more. And if I asked for more, it was like, no, that's plenty. You don't need more. So I always felt like I wasn't getting enough. Yep. Like you're missing out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so did you, um, did you seek it out outside the family then? Was that an an avenue? Yeah, definitely. Um, when I'd go to my cousins, um, they had a pantry of sugar foods and I was very excited to go there all the time and eat foods that I didn't have at home or wasn't allowed to. As I got older as well, just, um, having my own money, I could get what I want and hide it. So, um, yeah, I definitely sought food elsewhere and I would, definitely uh, be a secret eater as well. Okay. Mm. So was it a pleasure to eat on your own? 
Um, it was. It was like this excitement. You know, I'd go and think of what am I going to buy and get all excited and I couldn't wait till the end of the day after school that I could then sit in my room with my TV and just eat. So there was that pleasure because I didn't have anyone watching me Um I didn't have anyone controlling or judging me and I felt safe in that environment. Yeah. So at what age did you start feeling different to other people? Yeah, I think um, when I was 13, I just I wasn't obese. I wasn't an overweight child even at that age, but I felt that my body wasn't as good as the other girls when I was that age. And um, as I then got into around 15 years old, I did feel like my legs were too big in my school uniform. I was very self-conscious. So around 15 was when I started like noticing and wanting to diet. Okay. So did any of your friends have a similar problem? No. I looked around and all my friends were in the right size body and they didn't seem to have a problem. Um, so I kind of felt very alone that, oh, what's wrong with me? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, okay, Lily, we'll start with you. So what was what was life like growing up and what was your family's approach to food? I think I was born a food addict as well. Uh, I always had issues with food, with quantities, especially uh, sugar. When I start, when I have sugar, I can't stop. So it had to be uh, more and more. My parents tried to kind of restrict my eating because they were, I'm sure they did it, as Sam said, like from care and, uh, you know, they wanted, they didn't want me to put on the weight, but I saw it as, uh, um, as very restrictive and very frustrating situation when I wanted to eat more and I couldn't. Uh, So I used to... Um, buy food when I had money when I started working so I, it was either if I was eating so I, I went to buy the food or if I was on diet I went and bought clothes or things yep. like that so <clears throat> I used to hide my eating eat behind closed door when nobody saw me and uh, always fighting the weight so it, it was either the fight between eating and dieting eating and dieting nothing like I never knew how to eat normal portion it was always calling for more. More. Yeah, more and more. And uh, my parents, uh, yeah, were, weren't happy with that. And I grew up very frustrated. I remember a time when I um, went to a friend's house and she was chubbyish, I can say. Yeah. And she was sitting at the kitchen in front of her parents eating, you know, some bread with... Um, without any restriction and I felt so envious I didn't believe that it can happen um yeah so I I wanted to eat and I couldn't eat the quantities I wanted because there was always the guilt and shame from my family yeah so did it either of your parents try to control what you ate or how you ate um, yeah, they tried to kind of, I think my father approach was, uh, embarrassing me, <laughs> chasing me around the house, asking who ate the biscuits or whatever, and, uh, not buying sweet stuff at home. My house was very healthy. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so what was, what was your friendship like with your peers? Uh, I was actually... Okay, because I was the, the, the <clears throat> war in my head between eating and dieting, I didn't look as so I, I looked normal in a way, although I was taller and bigger than my friends, but 
I was okay. Uh, I never was bullied by, for my weight. I was okay. Um, so, yeah, the, the thing I think the most difficult was what happened at home and what happened in my head. Wanted to stop eating but couldn't. Right. So when did you start getting really big, as you know, like bigger than you, you'd liked? What's, what point was that in your life? I was big when I was 15, 16, then 17, and then I managed to lose the weight. And I can't remember that, but I I just, because of pictures that I have, and I I remember the time. So I was big and then managed to diet myself into looking okay. And then until my second pregnancy, actually, um, I could kind of manage to diet myself to looking normal. Uh, but then when I was pregnant, um, second time, I kind of, I ate without any control and I gained about 40 or more kilos. Wow. Yeah. And this is when it started to be a problem. It was nine, nearly 20 years ago. Right. <laughs> so could you effectively diet when you wanted to, you know, if, if there was a special reason, could you diet for that? Yes, but I couldn't stay stopped. Like, I right. could diet, lose the weight, be nearly, I know, I have five kilos more to get to my goal weight, and then something will happen, or I think, uh people will start to comment, oh, you lost the weight. And once I heard, oh, you lost the weight, you look good, it was like, okay, now I can stop diet, <laughs> I look good. So I yeah. immediately put the weight back on. <sighs> right. But food was always on your mind, is that yeah. Always, always, mm. always. How to? How much I can eat without putting the weight? How much do I have to exercise to lose the weight? Oh, I put on some five kilos, so I have now to lose the weight. What can I cut off my food? Oh, my God, I struggle so much. I'm so hungry. I want to eat. So it doesn't matter what. It was about food, 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 food mm. all the time. Okay. So was exercise part of that as well? Yeah, I started – actually, I didn't exercise until I was 25. And, um, and then I started exercising – but not overly, no. just, yeah, I wasn't motivated enough, I think. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, so back to you then, Sam. Um, so you, you had this feeling that other people saw you as, as fat, but you weren't terribly big. So what, what was that like for you and what did that do to your eating? Yeah, I, well, as I got older, um, the weight did start coming on. Um, so I just got really depressed and negative and sad and I kept that all inside and what that did to me was it made me want to eat more to get rid of those feelings of shame and humiliation and embarrassment um, because as a teenager I was wearing clothes real um, that weren't what teenagers would wear. You know, all my friends are in skimpy outfits and I'm trying to cover up and so I felt so less than so I would use alcohol and to get out there and, and not feel and, you know, then it would make me want to eat more and, um, yeah. So what did that do with you, for your relationships then? Well, it didn't affect my relationships with my friends because I never let them in. I kind of kept that to myself. So on the outside to everyone else, I looked together, I looked okay, I was happy, but it was more on the inside um, that I was dying and feeling like so horrible. Um, I think those that are the closest to me probably suffered the most. So like my mum, I was very angry and I think that caused a lot of um, problems in our relationship as mother and daughter. Maybe I blamed her um, and 
yeah, I felt ashamed and so every time she tried to help me or take me clothes shopping or whatever it was, um, I'd feel less than and controlled and, yeah, so it didn't help our relationship. But um, I think when I got married, well, my husband was the one that I could blame, you know, it's his fault. Um, He's not around enough and I have to do everything and, um, yeah, you know, if only he had a better job and we had more money, then I'd have a cook and a chef and a trainer yeah. and I could lose weight. <laughs> so it was easy to blame people. Yeah, right. Um, so, well, talking about the, you know, the trainer and things like that, so what other things did you try to keep your weight under control? Yeah, I, I really thought I just had a food problem or a weight problem and I just had to find the right trainer or diet or something that would help me and then I'd be all right. And so I tried... So many things. I went to gyms. I spent so much money on gym memberships and I hated going. I went to hypnotherapy, um, psychologists. I, I tried um, a lot of those fat farms or um, places like that and that was just torture because I couldn't get my drug, my food. Um, I tried um, – actually, I tried um, – I went to the doctor and she gave me these diet pills that are really dangerous now they're off the market because yeah. they can actually kill you um that didn't work um pre-diabetes tablets to help re- regulate my um blood sugar um self-help books anthony robbins tapes um laxatives um i abused laxatives i tried bulimia anorexia and i just nothing worked for me um i had been able to diet i think the closest i got to my goal weight um was at my wedding and I had a trainer five times a week. I was restricting my food, but I was crazy. I hated it. Um, I was, yeah, but I had to do it. And I got down at my wedding and that morning I binged. The night, the morning after, I yep. just couldn't get enough. Yep, couldn't stop. Yeah. Oh, dear. Um, so how did your relationship with your husband change once you started to eat again? Mm. So, um, yeah, it was, it was very... Um, turbulent when I was in my food addiction because I would always say I was on a diet and then he'd see me out and I remember having dinners with him and saying if I want to go and order this kick me under the table Um, and then when he did I'd get angry at him so it was very turbulent and I think when I came into this program um, Food Addicts in Recovery Anonymous I think he was just always happy for me to be trying something and when he started to see some changes, um, noticeably the weight coming off, um, that I was a bit happier, that I was, um, that I felt um, for the first time excited that something was working, um, yeah, he was happy for me and he was really supportive and so that helped our relationship. Yeah, good. Um, did you try other things apart from that to to minimise, you know, things like smoking and things that you thought would mm. help because it worked for other people. Yeah. So did you sort of watch what other people did? Yeah, well, I was told as a teenager that smoking can suppress your appetite. So I started picking up cigarettes from probably year nine, trying to think that would work, but it never did. Um, I tried um, alcohol to help me not feel the pain of being fat um, and I thought if I drank then I wouldn't eat but then after that, after I'd be drinking at night and partying, I was starving and so I'd eat even more. Um, so those sort of things didn't work. And, um, yeah, and then going to the doctor to try and get these pills. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, so, Lily, did you find the same sort of things? Were you trying things that worked for other people? Yeah, I tried, um, I tried hypnotherapy. 
twice because I thought the first guy doesn't know what he's doing. So I tried it twice. I tried any diet under the sun. I tried shakes. I went to a doctor to give me, you know, the shakes. And I, I actually lost the weight. But once I stopped them and went back to eating normally, again, all the weight back again, I, I actually went and studied to be a dietitian myself. So I had all the knowledge in the world and I couldn't help myself. So the knowledge doesn't stop me, didn't stop me from yep. uh, eating and, and beating myself up for it because I said, how can I, you know, I know everything. Why can't I just stop eating? What's the problem? I don't know if didn't I find the right diet yet or why I can't just not stop eating. This was the, the, the worst story in my head that... You know, I know everything. I manage to diet, but then I can't stop. Um, I can't stay in Stopped. the diet. Yeah. I can't stop. I just yeah. blink and the weight comes back again. So it's yeah. very frustrating. Um, yeah, so I tried, I think, yeah, all the options to stop eating and I can't because it starts with, um, you know, it's, for me it starts with the thought I need something now, I'm bored, or I feel kind of an emotional feeling that I don't want to feel. So I start to think about it. And once it's in my head, that's it. I I fight it, I fight it until I can't fight it anymore. So then I go and have, promise myself that today I'm going to have only one. Of, you know, it would be a sugar product probably, just one. But then when I put it in my body, that's it. I can't stop. So I have to finish the whole block of chocolate or the whole packet of biscuits or the whole container of ice cream yeah. can't stop so yeah, it's a constant war okay thanks you're listening to the living free show on 3cr 855 kilohertz on your am dial and 3cr on digital radio podcasts of the show are available on 3cr.org.au forward slash living free and also on itunes other 3CR show podcasts are available on 3cr.org.au forward slash podcasts. If you have a question or comment about the show, then you can call the station on 9419 8377 or send us an email at 3CRlivingfree at gmail.com. Hi, I'm uh, talking with Sam and Lily about being food addicts and recovering in an organisation called Food Addicts in Recovery Anonymous. Uh, so Sam, um, you've—I think by this stage you've—you said you got married, you were having problems, and you started looking around for a bit of help. So, what sort of places did you find some help? Yeah, I um, I think I got really dark around my body and my weight. I was seeing a psychologist. Um, yeah, this disease, which I now know is a disease, food addiction. Um. It really robbed me of a lot and um, it got me to some really dark places where, um, yeah, I thought I just can't live fat. I hate being fat and, um, yeah, it took me to – I was seeing a psychologist. Um, I then um, had met up with someone who had mentioned, well, maybe there's um, like some kind of 12-step program. Um, you know, this person was in um, N.A., um, and use drugs and they were telling me, you know, it sounds like what you do with food is what I do with drugs. So so I rang up AA and they told me about another 12-step program for food 
um, and weight. So I joined that program for two years and I kind of for the first time felt, oh, people know what I'm talking about. I'm in the right place. But I wasn't getting recovery. Um, I was still eating. I was still um, using commercial um, diet programs. I wasn't getting um, better mentally or physically. Um, So, um, yeah, I'd heard about FA through this other program. Okay. So at what point did you think about going? I think I got pretty desperate. I, I was pregnant with my third and I'd been pregnant with two other children before and that took me to probably the worst place in my food addiction. It got me to my heaviest. Um, so my, my disease manifests in weight and I got morbidly obese. I was about um, probably 37 kilos heavier than I am today. And so um, I felt for the first time, you know, I was pregnant with my third, that I had a lot of fear around being obese and pregnant again because it was hell for me. It brought on problems with my knees, my hips. You know, I had bad back. There were times where I couldn't walk, I had a brace, um, not to mention the shame and embarrassment, being pregnant and overweight. Okay, yeah. It's huge. Yeah. And, you know, I'm four foot seven, so that's um, a lot of weight. And um, I think I just got desperate. I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go into this FA. I'm just going to get to a meeting um, and see what it's about. And I remember because I stopped at a 7-Eleven and bought a sugar product and I was eating it in the car before going in just in case it was the last time I was going to eat um, that product. And thank God it was the last time <laughs> I ate that product. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what sort of things um, did you find when you were going into FA? Um, you know, the, the people uh, – you'd already been in a 12-step program for a while, so you knew – that the people were a little bit different. Some people call them odd or whatever, but you know, people in twelve-step programs are a little bit different because they approach life differently. So, what was it like coming into FA? Yeah, I um, I kind of understood about twelve-step programs, so that mm. prepared me. Um, but what I saw in front of me was I was shocked because um, compared to the one I was in before, people were sharing on the uh, in the other program they were still overweight and still hadn't lost the weight or they were still struggling. When I was um, walked into these rooms, people that were sharing on the floor, they were all in the right size body. They were all in um, looking lean and um, healthy. They had these glowing eyes. They, um, they were talking um, at peace. Um, they were saying that they were really happy in life, that they're not abusing their body um, with food, that they're eating a healthy and nutritious food plan. Um, and... And they're happy and their life is much better and they're, um, yeah, more useful in the world. And so I saw immediately that there was something different in the rooms and I wanted a bit of that. I wanted, I really wanted that. I think um, there was one lady that she was 40 years old, she was in a miniskirt, she had two boys and um, she was talking, you know, so happily and I'm like, I want to look like that when I'm 40. Yeah. She's yeah. got two boys, I've got two boys. Um I want to be able to be happy and not in the food like that. So it was very attractive straight away. I knew that I wanted to join. Yep. Okay. So what are the things that uh, food addicts look at specifically in in eating? What are the things that you avoid or can, uh, decide to have in your food plan? What's the... Sure. Um, so everyone's different in terms of mm. a food plan they're given. Um, you get given that um, once you decide to join. Um, the food plan's healthy and nutritious. We don't... Um, um, I know f- we we have um, an avoidance or we have an addiction to flour and sugar. 
Um, so I can't have flour and sugar in my in my food plan. Um, when I eat it, it just creates a craving and I cannot stop. Um, it causes a whole lot of stuff to my body. Um, and also quantities. Um, I can't eat like I used to eat. I was eating huge amounts of quantities. So we're given this really great food plan um, based on our height, our weight, our age, female, male, um, and um, it's well thought, it's been devised, it's 40 years old and, um, yeah, I came in, I was pregnant, so um, my head went, well, hold on, I'm pregnant, I've got, I've got another baby in here, surely I've got to have a lot of food and this and that. And I took my mm. food plan to my obstetrician and he told me that's very... You know, it's you're eating more than I'm eating, you know, and he was very happy with it, so. Okay, that sounds good. Um, so what was it like being fat and pregnant and, you know, wanting to stop? So what's that – was that the thing that really drove you, that being pregnant and fat? Yeah, I um, I had a really horrible situation when I was pregnant with my second child um, because I still wasn't at my goal weight when I was pregnant with him. And um, so I was exercising like crazy with this boot camp style um, trainer and I was doing like 10 kilo jogs with weights and I was really sick and I remember jogging and vomiting and and I was – I had a condition, placenta previa, and my obstetrician said, you need to stop this or you'll lose the baby. And my disease was so strong. It was like I couldn't imagine being fat and pregnant. It was just – it was horrible because I had so much shame and humiliation and embarrassment of being so large um, in the world. Um, what do people think of me? Um, I hated being fat. And I just didn't want to go through that again with this pregnancy. Um, so I think I got to my rock bottom when I came in. Um, it was also a lot harder. I had a lot of back problems. As I said, I couldn't walk um, when I was pregnant with my other two. I had to wear a brace. Um you know, and losing the weight after, like I was really unhealthy. Um, I couldn't run after my toddlers, like it was a problem. You know, even just tying my shoelaces, I couldn't get down to tie because the weight was just in the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> doesn't sound good. No. Uh, Lily, um, go back to you. Um, so I think the last thing we talked about was um, dieting to please people. So what does that, what does that mean once you've, over the dieting to please people. Once you've achieved it, you said that you just went back and ate. So how do you, how does that play out in your life with with eating but still maintaining this facade that you're on a diet of some sort? Yeah, it's... Um, when I was, before coming to the fair, uh, when I was dieting, it was um, like I couldn't wait for the moment that I decide, okay, I'm in, you know, normal body size or so I can go and eat normal again and normal in brackets because I never knew what's normal to eat. It's either eating too much or then restricting completely from eating in order to lose the weight. So um, it was very frustrating because it's a constant um, struggle. You want to lose the weight. I want, I wanted to lose the weight. I wanted to look normal, but but it was very difficult. So sometimes when I thought I can't do it anymore, um, then problems started with the, in the family. It's either my parents and then with my husband, which didn't like the way I was eating because he thought it's very unhealthy. And I thought, nah, you, he just wanted a nice-looking wife, yeah. you know. It wasn't about the health at all. Uh, yeah, I, I had high levels of cholesterol, high levels of cholesterol and 
I didn't, I didn't care. You know, I just didn't care. I wanted to eat. And I thought, yeah, one day when I'll get old, I'll, I'll treat that. It's, it's not really important now. Um, Say, so I wasn't. I, I, it came to a point that I couldn't diet anymore. I, I wanted to please others. I wanted to diet for them, but I couldn't. And uh, I, I mentioned before that it started really, my food addiction started when I was pregnant 20 years ago. And I, am, I came to a phase six years ago. So for 14 years, I was struggling on a daily basis of what to eat, to eat how much to eat, how to stop. I want to look good. I want... Um, I want to be healthy, but I couldn't. It was it was stronger than me. This is the addiction. The addiction is something that I couldn't choose. It it, it chose me. And as mentioned before, you know, I tried psychologists and uh, all the diets and the knowledge and everything, and I just couldn't do it anymore until I, about 11, 12 years ago. I thought that's it, you know, enough. I'm going to accept myself as a big girl. I was about 50 kilos heavier than I'm now. Um, and I try to convince myself that, you know, I have to love myself and everyone who loves me have to accept me the way I am. But, but it doesn't work. But but you didn't accept yourself. <laughs> no, no, no. I was trying, but it, deep inside I hated myself. I called myself names, you know, b- blaming myself for not being able to stop eating. Um didn't understand why everyone else can put the fork down when they finish. You know, I, I married to a guy which is not a food addict. He can have a piece of cake, and when he's had enough, he stopped eating and leave the cake, and it would haunt me because I was on diet. I couldn't eat, and here I'm going to throw away, a, you know, food. How, how can you do it? How can you stop? I couldn't understand that. Yeah. When Yeah. yeah. So. so when we were talking earlier, you discussed going crossing the line between an overeater and a food addict so can you just explain that as well yeah when i was younger and i could diet and have willpower you know it's all about willpower i could stop eating i could lose the weight and then once i lost the weight start eating again but then put a few kilos on and then losing them again so it was always a yo-yo life you know up and down five ten kilos it was never 50 kilos or 40 kilos, but once I, um, in my pregnancy, in my second pregnancy, I was sick the whole time, and I, uh, the only way to get relief was by eating. Um, and I ate, I ate, and I ate, and I thought, mm, I'm eating for two, and then after the delivery, I probably I will lose the weight, and um, it didn't happen. And once I crossed the line between, you know, an overeater, I, I, I had huge amounts of food, I crossed the line between an overeater and a food addict, and um, I couldn't go back. That's it. Once I crossed the line, I couldn't go back. Yeah. So, did the food make you feel better, or did it, or was it a transient thing? As a, a, in my pregnancy, or well, overall, well, uh, when you were when you were you know in your uh, full addiction, did food make you feel better, or did it just was it just a transient sort of response? Food was an escape, yeah. so it made me feel better in the first bite, but then I couldn't stop. So right. okay. it didn't make me feel better because I wanted to stop, but then I couldn't. So it's yeah, I started eating to feel better, but then once <laughs> I was stop. deep into the container of ice cream, 
I wasn't feeling better, but I couldn't stop. Yeah, okay. Um, Sam, um, talking about that thing about the difference between overeating and food addiction, do you want to just sort of talk a bit about that? Yeah, I know for me um, it's when my life is starting to become really unmanageable. So in the beginning it was just, oh, it's my weight, it's okay, I'll find the right diet. I could still live life and function. But for the food addiction, what it did to me is it took away my ability to live life happily. So, for example, in the mornings, I didn't want to get up in the morning. I wanted to just stay in bed and sleep and it didn't, I couldn't face the reality of my life. I didn't want to get out of bed. I was negative. Um, so it really affected my um, how I was in the world and... Um, I had a lot of anxiety, so I'd wake up with huge amounts of anxiety and that would just stay with me all day. So um, I'd be raging at my kids if they spilt something or um, it really started affecting every area of my life. Um, As a mother, as a wife, you know, I didn't want to be intimate. Um, I didn't like how I looked. Um, I didn't really want to socialise. In fact, before I came into FA, when my friends would call me, I would either kill the call or just make excuses because I just couldn't face going out. Um, I didn't want to be around people. So it really started affecting every area of my life. And that's when I knew, well, I didn't realise at the time, but after coming to FA, I realised that this is an addiction and it's ruining relationships. It's ruining me being even... I I didn't want to live. Like I'm like, how can I... I just don't want to live being fat. Like it was how I just wanted to end it, really. So yeah, that's when I know that it's it's a problem, big right. problem. Okay, thanks. Uh, you're listening to Living Free on 3CR on digital radio and live streaming on 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming. I'm talking to Sam and Lily uh, about recovery from food addiction and membership of Food Addicts in Recovery Anonymous. So, Sam, back to you. Um, so once you got into food addicts, what's what's it like? You know, you'd been in a 12-step program before, but what's it like coming into food addicts and um, what do they do different or differently to what other 12-step programs do? Yeah. Um, so as an addict, I have a very undisciplined life. So I was eating at all different times of the day. I had no structure. I'd sleep in. I'd go to bed late. Um, so this program gave me a real strong foundation and structure of living my life. Um, and it started with the food. So I was given a really healthy food plan that I could follow, um, I have a support, you know, um, I had someone I could call every day and then others to call any time of the day that I could lean on. Um, I had a structure that I eat my meals between certain times and I don't eat out of those times. I never had that before. Um, uh, you know, meditation and prayer that I do, I didn't have any of that in my life before. So I was given this real structure, you know, going to three meetings, we go to meetings a week and, um, and getting out of my isolation. So, you know, and I was accountable to myself and, um, and a sponsor. And um, slowly I just started feeling that integrity coming back in and, and self-esteem started to come back in me. And um, the food plan was just so good for me. And I started feeling healthier. I was losing weight. Um, the way I reacted to life was changing slowly. 
Um, I wasn't as aggressive or angry or reactive. Um, and so I started seeing these real positive changes and thinking, oh, this is working. This is good. So, and you mentioned before that the members were typically happy. So did you want part of that happiness? Yeah. I mean, um, they, they had this glow. There was some sense of glow because I've been on a diet before. So I know what it's like to diet and lose weight. But it's a different look. So when I was always on a diet, there was in the back of my mind this struggle uh, and I'd be angry and resentful at everyone who was eating the foods that I want to eat. Um, I was never really internally happy. There was some kind of glow from these people and I wanted that. I wanted um, to be happy in life. I wanted to wake up and not want to go back to bed and sleep my day away. I wanted to live life and I found that they had this happiness that – they were loving life, and I wanted to have that enjoyment back. Right. Um, what was the other thing I was going to say? Um, so, how did um, how did you start with that recovery? So, I understand this whole idea that it's three 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 parts: physical, spiritual, mental. So, what? When did you find that you lost the obsession and were able to, I guess go through life without that concentration on food? Mm. Um, For me, it was hard. I came in pregnant and I gave birth in my first 90 days of program. So I had cravings. I was tired. Um, I often, you know, smells would trigger me. So everyone's different. But for my story, the food was still calling for quite a while. And I think um, maybe after a good six months, um, I started feeling – yeah, there were situations that I could go in and the food didn't call. Um, I remember, yeah, I remember actually a few months into program, it was still calling and my kids would have an ice cream and, and I'd want it. But after about six months, um, I started noticing that, oh, I didn't want that or I could actually um, cook or make food that my kids were eating that I shouldn't be eating, but that didn't trigger me anymore. So I think slowly, just every day I put the food down, the cravings lessened. Um, and today, thank God, I have a lot of neutrality um, around food. I don't want the food that I can't have. I don't um, – sometimes smells trigger me, but um, generally speaking, I have most – 98% of the time I have complete neutrality where – I never had that. So um, I think it just came with time, one day at a time, just working the program. Um, and slowly, slowly, yeah, the obsession's lifted. just happens. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Um, so, Lily, does, did food call to you? Is that a, I've heard that term. Yeah, well, since I came to FA and I changed the way I eat and I'm eating according to a plan that was given to me, I get the relief of the obsession about food. So I can't explain it, but from being, you know, before when I was, before coming to FA, I used to say that, you know, the fridge is calling me. When I had a cake in the fridge, I couldn't go in the kitchen without, you know, just, I just have a look, (laughs) you know, the, the, the pantry, everything used to call me. And I don't know how it works, but it's working for me. I, don't have the obsession anymore. Food doesn't call me. I cook normal food for my family. I don't restrict any of them. I buy normal food I can be. I was actually uh, cooking for other people as well as and cooking normal food, and it does doesn't trigger me anymore. I can, I 
know what I'm eating for today and other food is not my food so it doesn't play games in my head oh I wish I could just have this or that no I know for me I'm a person of black and white so it's either I can have everything and then I can't stop but now that I'm restricted and I know what I'm eating nothing calls me because it's not yeah. my food anymore yeah. and it's just a re- such a relief in my head uh, I don't have to worry about dieting anymore I, I, I'm not on a diet I live a normal life because a phase uh, as you said, mentioned, it's a spiritual, mental, and physical program. So I take care of the physical part and the spiritual and the mental follow. Um, and I don't have to do anything. I just have to do what I'm told to do um, in the program, and everything falls uh, in, in its place. It's like a puzzle that you put the first piece first, and then it builds itself, and it's amazing. I don't struggle. Before coming to a fair, I used to struggle all the time to lose the weight. Okay, I lost the weight. Now, what do I do now? How do I How do you live? eat? Yeah. How do I live? Yeah. And a fair is a program for life. It's not just a program to stop eating obsessively. It's about how to deal with people, how to change relationship with people. How do you work on, um, you know, basically I'm working on my char- character defects that we all have, unfortunately. And this is why we are food addicts in recovery, because every day I'm working on my recovery. I'm not there. I will never be there. But there's hope. I never had the hope outside of a fail like I have today. And I tried psychologist and, as I said, hypnotherapy and you name it. Nothing could penetrate my resistance to look accept life on life's terms. And this is what FA gives me a kind of a way to live life in a more balanced and more accessible and more free from my own craziness in my head. Like, yeah, it just gave me the freedom and it's amazing. Okay. Okay. Um, So what about the term addict? Do you, did you balk at the term addict? Definitely. You know, I'm a dietitian. I never heard about Food and addiction. Addiction is, you know, you know, all those people who drink and gamble and do drugs. It's not about food. Food is legal. And it's so funny, you know, food is a legal drug. You can buy it in any 7-Eleven in the supermarket. It's fine. But it still does to my brain what alcohol does to the alcoholics and what heroin does to um, drug addicts. addicts. And I couldn't couldn't accept that because I never heard about it and I felt like it's... uh, now, I, was, I, I didn't want to be attached to this name. And it took me a, a couple of months to accept that I'm a food addict. And since then, it made me actually very, uh, I, it gave me the relief. Because if it's an addiction, it's a disease. It's a disease. I didn't choose it. It's not like I'm a bad person with no willpower. I'm a sick person looking for, to be recovered, to, to look for a solution to my disease. I was born like that. I didn't... Um, I didn't choose to be that uh, addict. So knowing that there is a name, there is a solution, I can choose to be in the solution today is very important for me and give me the peace of mind. And if I may say another thing is, uh, you know, Sam and I, we both come from big numbers. We lost the weight. But FA is about people who are anorexic, about people who are bulimic. About It's not just for big people trying to lose the weight. It's about... Everyone who has an issue with food, with food 
is more than food for them. It's, yeah. it's more like an obsession in the head. doesn't matter if you're coming from small numbers or big numbers. It's everyone with um, obsession about food is welcome in FA, and FA helps. FA helps. And it's about willingness to be helped. And it's difficult. I know it was difficult for me, but it, it, it works for six years now, you know, not thinking about what am I, what am I going to eat? Which, how can I avoid food? It's, it's a miracle. Yep. It's amazing. So at what point did you think your recovery kicked in in food addicts? I think after my six months in the program, I I had the thought, mm, you know, what's the point? I know what to do now. Why do I have to do, why do I have to come to all the meetings we're doing and everything? And I made a phone call about that because we call each other and we support each other. And the person on the other side of the line said, you know what? Maybe you're not a food addict. Go, go, go and check, you know, just, just try. Maybe you can now stop, eat and stop. And the way they said it made me so kind of realize that, oops, you know what? I'm not so sure. I think I'm. I think I know the answer. I think I know that I can't stop. Once I start eating sugar and flour, I can't stop. So I stopped the. That's it. You know what? I I thought. You know what? For today, only for today, I'm going to do the program. Tomorrow, I might you know decide differently. But it's a program of a day at a time. Because if I would come to a faith thinking I have 40 kilos or 50 kilos to lose, I wouldn't have stayed. It's, it's too much. It's an mm. enormous number. Yeah. It's like a six-year-old that I lost yeah. of my body. And we, I do it a day at a time, and it keeps me sane because I can do everything for today. Mm. Thank you. Uh, so, Sam, what's it like now? What can you do now that you couldn't do oh, before? So much. I've got so much energy today. Um, there was no way you would see me in bathers going in the pool or down water slides with kids. Not a chance. Um, I can really interact with my kids that way today. Um, I'd always send my husband to do all the fun stuff with the kids. Um, I didn't want to do it. So, you know, running around with my kids, um, being in their life instead of um, in bed all the time. Um, So that's been a real gift. Um, Yeah, I guess... Today I've just been able to be of service more in the world. Um, so just giving. Um, before I think I was just so self-centred, it was just all about me, all about me. Everything in my head was about me and weight and losing weight. I'm more. Um, I'm definitely a better friend, I'm more available to my friends, I'm more giving, um, yeah, better wife. I'm. Um, yeah, I can see my part in things today, so... Um, I think I'm more pleasant to be around and, um, yeah, just not that rageaholic at home anymore. Like, I mean, I do have days where I can yell at the kids, but I was pretty crazy when I was in the food. Um, so I'm giving this real gift to my kids. You know, they're, they're learning from me being in program and they're seeing a calmer, more interactive mother than I was. And, um, yeah, they don't remember me overweight. My son was seven, my two boys were seven and four when I came in. And they don't remember me obese, I mean, just from photos. Um, and I'm giving that gift to my kids today and I had two children in program, which um, – and that's the other thing just to, to say to people that you can be in FA and still have babies, still travel. Um, I've had many operations in program and still been able to keep my, we say, abstinence, um, you know, and, and – um, 
Yeah, so I'm able to do things today that I could never do uh, when I was in the food. Um, last year I was trying to start a business um, and there's no way I could have done that in the food. I just had my head was foggy. Um, I wouldn't have the courage to go out and try something. Um, yeah, I never was able to, um, I don't know, and I also i have got this courage of my convictions. I feel a lot of integrity today. I'm more, more honest and um, when I say I'm going to do something, I do it. Um, whereas before when I was in the food, I'd say something or I'd cancel. I never showed up for things. So, yeah. Okay, that sounds good. Um, how are we going for time? We're actually getting pretty close to time, so we might call it the end there. Um, if you'd like to know more about Food Addicts in Recovery Anonymous, you can give them a phone call on 03-8594-2282 or you can go online at foodaddicts.org. That's about all we've got time for today. So I'd like to thank Sam and Lily for coming into the 3CR studio and sharing their Food Addicts in Recovery Anonymous experience with us. Thank you. Thanks thank for you. having us, Bill. Thank you. Thanks. Pleasure. I hope you'll be able to join us again next week when we'll be talking about living with a family disease of alcoholism and we'll be joined by some members of Al-Anon family groups. Uh, stay tuned now for Black Noise Radio, uh, hosted by Kerry Lee and featuring black news and views, current affairs, music, sport, culture and the arts, all from an Aboriginal woman's perspective. Uh, thanks for listening to the Living Free program. And to take us out, 